everybody. So, uh, oh wow, this is getting exciting. Um, so because of the uh, because of the trip day, so we're not going to have regular shir. So I just thought we would do a ten minute shir because you got to have Torah uh, each and every day. Although I'm sure there will be Torah tonight, at, right? But anyway, um, the uh, I figured we'd do a, a short uh, ten minute shir in the morning. But Ellie suggested it should be something Gerus related. So it happens to be at the Shir Psicha, we didn't finish uh, discussing uh, issues of Gerim. So there is one particular issue of Gerim that I think is a fascinating issue, and that is the concept of Arvos when it comes to Gerim. Do we apply the principle of Kol Yisrael, Arevin Zelazah, when it comes to Gerim? Now, why, why is that a halacha? That sounds like a philosophy question. No, no, it matters a lot, la halacha, because the halacha is, now let's say I already said Kiddush on Shabbos day, and you haven't heard Kiddush on Friday night, and you haven't heard Kiddush yet. So the halacha is that I'm allowed to repeat Kiddush and be motzi you in Kiddush. Why am I allowed to repeat Kiddush and motzi you in Kiddush? Didn't, wasn't I already yotze my chiyuv and therefore I'm a pater in adaver and someone who's pater cannot be motzi somebody's chayiv? No, it's because kol Yisrael la'revim zelazah that because I have a sense of achrayus for the fact that you haven't done your mitzvah yet, I am therefore considered a mechuyuv bedaver. But what if I'm a ger? Am I? Do we apply the principle of arevos when it comes to a ger? Would a ger be able to be motzi someone in Kiddush after he's Already said his own kiddush. Would a ger be able to? Let's say he's he's a ger who uh, used to play uh, um, wind instruments. He's a, he was a master trumpet player, and those guys tend to make great balitkia. So let's say he's a baltokea and he likes to go around blowing shofar for all the cholim and all the people who can't make it to shul. And but he's already been yotzi the first time he blew shofar. Can he go around and be motzi other people and tkiya shofar if he's already been yotzi the mitzvah? So normal normally a person can do that. It's kol Yisrael arevim but does Kol Yisrael apply to a ger? So this is a fascinating topic in Halacha and Lamdas. Uh, so uh, the, the, uh, the, the topic really starts with something that we've already discussed, and that is the comment that the Gemara has in Nida Yud Gimel and Beis and Kiddushin, Tafayin and Beis, the Kashim Gerim Yisrael Kisapachas. So what does it mean, Kashim Gerim Yisrael Kisapachas? We already went through so many different interpretations. Rashi Masechus Nida says that they're general ignorance about the intricacies of halacha cause punishment to befall the nation as a whole because they don't know how to observe the mitzvahs properly. And there's a practical concern that when there are people who aren't sufficiently familiar with mitzvahs, then other Jews may learn from uh, their errant ways. And the Tosus and Kiddushin Dafayim Beis writes that the presence of Gerim makes our lives more difficult in that we are held to a much higher standard of treatment, which is what we really focused on in that Shir Psicha. When dealing with Gerim, uh, we have to be much more sensitive than dealing with people who are native to the Jewish people. The Torah warns us no fewer than 24 times regarding the treatment of Gerim. In fact, it's nearly impossible to interact with a Ger and avoid violation of, 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 of some sort of Isser to treat him with the utmost respect because any slight to his honor will constitute some violation of this issue and then to, of this issue. And Tosos also quotes the sheet of Rabbeinu Avraham Hager, who suggested that the difficulty in, in, in Kashim Gerim Yisrael Kisapachas is not that their mistreatment of mitzvahs, Adraba, because they're particularly scrupulous in their performance of mitzvahs. So since Gerim show a much higher level of interest and care in performing mitzvahs, the lack of excitement and care that most Jews uh, show becomes much more apparent by contrast, and it would be better for the Jewish people not to have that other example of, uh, of what, what, what a Jew can look like, of what Shmir Samitzos can look like. None of that is relevant to our topic, though. What is relevant to our topic is what Rashi writes. Rashi quotes that there are those that explain that since since all Jews are respons- 
responsible to see to it that their fellow Jews observe mitzvahs, that each Jew is responsible for the other Jew, and were, therefore were held accountable when they fail to do mitzvahs. So the presence of gerim who don't perform mitzvahs properly can have a direct negative effect on the rest of Kal Yisrael because we're held accountable for them because Kal Yisrael Arevim, we are their Arev, we are their co-signer, we are the ones that take responsibility for all other Jews. However, although Rashi quotes such a shita, he flatly rejects such a shita because there is a Gemara in Masechah Sota on Daf Lamed Zayin. And the Gemara says that Jews became accountable for each other's sins. They, this concept of Arevus uh, took effect at Harsinai and it was accepted by 603,500 Jews who were present at the time. And considering the absence of Gerim at Harsinai, Rashi writes, Gerim were never included in Kal Yisrael, Arevim. So it doesn't make sense to say that the pshat in Kashim Gerim Lisrael, Kesapachas, is a result of our responsibility for Gerim. We don't have responsibility for Gerim. They were never accepted, they were never included in that arvus, in that sense of mutual uh, responsibility, because they were not among that number of 603,500 Jews at Har Sinai. There would seem to be uh, uh, serious ramifications for this. Like we said, if a ger already blew shofar, would that mean that he could not blow shofar to be motzi, someone who has not yet heard uh, tekiah shofar? If a ger already said kiddush, would that therefore mean, according to Rashi, that he cannot be motzi somebody else in the uh, in the mitzvah of kiddush? So this is a uh, a, a, a very significant shaila. Rav Moshe Sternbach in Shuvas Van Hagos Chela Gimel Simon Kuf Samach Beis writes that maybe, maybe, uh, we can accept Rashi's comment that Gerim were not included in the global Kal Yisrael HaRevim and yet we can still suggest that they are included enough in Arvus to be motzi other people mitzvahs that they've already been yotze. How do you thread that needle? How do you balance on both sides of that issue? How could that be true? Either you are included in Arvus or you're not included in Arvus. So Sturmach suggests that the exclusion of Gerim from Kol Yisrael Arevim relates to the concept of Kahal Gerim Lo Ikri Kahal. That when we have Psule Kahal, for example, like a Mamzer is a Psule Kahal. A Mamzer is not Lo Yavo Bekal Hashem. So the halacha is that uh, Mamzer is allowed to marry a gerim, a, a ger. Why? Because uh, kahal gerim is lo ikri kahal. That that's not called kahal. That doesn't have the halachic status of kahal. So says Rav Sturmbach, a creative idea. The gerim are not considered part of the same community as the rest of Kali Sol, but that's only true insofar as community goes. As a community, we don't get punished for the actions of Gerim, nor would they get punished for our actions. But perhaps as individuals, as individual members of Kali Sol, they would be responsible to ensure our performance of mitzvos, and we would be responsible to ensure their individual performance of mitzvos. And that distinction between Arvus as a community and Arvus as an individual may help explain, says Rav Sturmbach, a Kiddush of Rabbi Kiva Eger. That, uh, in, in Hilchas Kiddush, um, he, he points out 
that, uh, that, that meaning certainly it helps us understand Rashi, that Gerim are not included in Arvus, and yet they could still be multi others in Mitzvahs that the Gerim self has already performed. But he says it could also help us understand a comment of Rabbi Kivager in his, in his, uh, in his Chidushman Shulchan Aruch. See, there is a famous Dagel Mervava. What makes it famous? I don't know, everyone talks about it. It's, it's a big Dagel Mervava in Hilchus Kiddush. So Dagel Mervava, which is of course authored by the Nod Yehuda, it's his comments on the side of the Shulchan Aruch. In Orchayim Simon Reish Ayin Aleph writes that if, let's say, you daven in Shul on Friday night, uh, and therefore you're already Yotze Kiddush Midor Raisa on Friday night, because to be Yotze the mitzvah of Kiddush Midor Raisa, all you need to do, according to the Ramadan, is say Divrei Shavach the Kiddush about Shabbos, which you do in your tefillah, in your davening, you say Divrei Shavach Kiddush. I have no idea what's going on out there. You say Divrei Shavach Kiddush about Shabbos. So in your davening, you're already uh, you're already Yotze the mitzvah of Kiddush on a Dal Raisa level. So says the Dagum Ravava, well, wait a second. If when you come home, you want to say Kiddush for your wife, and she hasn't davened Marv yet, so she was not yet Yotze Kiddush Midoraisa, she's certainly Chayiv in Kiddush Midoraisa, because the Gemara tells us in Mesach's Brachas, in Mesach Shua, it's called Sheyashon B'Shamar, Yashon B'Zachar, that women are obligated in Zechira's Shabbos, even though it's a Mitzvah Shazman Grama, because anyone who's obligated in Shmira's Shabbos is also obligated in Zechira's Shabbos. But wait! How can I be mostly my wife if I've already been Yotze the mitzvah on the Daraisa level by, by virtue of my davening? So you'll tell me, oh, call Yisrael Zelza. But there's a passage in the Rush, in Masechus Brachus, where the Rush writes that Nashim, women, are not included in Arvus. So if you assume that women are not included in Arvus, and maybe that means that not only are they not arev for men, but men are not arev for them either, then heich matzinu yadenu v'raglenu, says the Dagum Ravava, how does every Jewish household function where a man comes home and he says kiddush for his wife, l'chora, he should not be able to do so. That is the comment of the, of the Dagum Ravava, that he should not have the, the ability to uh, say kiddush for, for his wife. So Rabbi Kiva Eger suggests that the Dagum Ravava misunderstood the rush. The rush never intended to exclude women from Arvus entirely, only to exclude women from Arvus in mitzvos that they are personally not obligated to perform. Meaning, when the rush said that women are not included in Arvus, he meant that women are not included in Arvus for mitzvos that they themselves are pater from. A woman can't be motzi a man in a mitzvah that the woman is pater from, because there is no arvus on a mitzvah that she is pater from. But if you have a mitzvah that she's actually chayivin, says Rebbe Vegar, of course the rush would say women are included in arvus. So uh, says Rebbe Sturmbach, well, wait a second, how does that make any sense? That a woman is partially included in arvus and partially not? One can question that assertion of Kivager. Women were not included in the count of the 603,500 Jews who accepted Arvus and Arsini. Right? The Gemara gives that number, 603,500, which is the count of Jewish men. It was not, did not include Jewish women in that count. So if they were not included in that, uh, in that Arvus, Mehechi Tesi, that they are included in the Arvus of Mitzvahs that they are Chayiv, that they are Chayiv, and it would seem to imply that they're not included in any of the mitzvahs, not just those that they're not obligated to form. So based on Sturmbach's assertion, Rabbi Kivegar, though, may be understood, meaning it's true, women were not included in the Arvus of the community at Har Sinai. That's where that number came into play. That's a communal sense of, uh, of, of Arvus. However, maybe they're still included in Arvus 
on an individual level, on a mitzvah by mitzvah level, to take care of each other of, of each individual within Klal Yisrael. Rabbi Kivegar just adds that even on the individual level, what what is the arvus on an individual level? It's that if you're given a mitzvah, along with that mitzvah, you're given the responsibility to see to it that others do that mitzvah as well. But if you don't have a particular mitzvah, you're not given a particular mitzvah, you are part of a particular mitzvah, so you're not going to have arvus to make sure that other individuals perform that mitzvah as well. So that's that could be the pshat in Rabbi Kivegu. Rabbi Kivegu is saying that nashim uh, maybe are not included in arvus on the broad communal level. Gerim, perhaps, as well, are not included in Arvus on the broad communal level. And that's why we're not going to say Kashem Gerim Yisrael on account of Arvus. But perhaps on the individual level, on a mitzvah by mitzvah level, when it comes to seeing to it that other individuals perform their mitzvahs, maybe both Nashim and Gerim are included in Arvus, at least insofar as those mitzvahs that apply to them. So that's a little bit about the concept of Arvus as it relates to Gerim. Okay. Uh.